Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Opinions Take Flight. I want to welcome everyone. I want to start off by telling you about who I am. My name is Braden Turner. I'm 22 years old. I live in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm currently a operations supervisor at UPS, and I'm also a student at UofL pursuing a bachelor's in anthropology. I'm a very family-oriented person. Um, I love to play golf. I'm very interested in aviation, and politics is a passion of mine. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't. In the future, I would love to be a politician and hold public office so that I can stand up for those that may not be able to stand up for themselves and support people. The name Opinions Take Flight. It derived from a couple different things. The first one, obviously, that's very noticeable is flight. Uh, very interested in aviation, as I said. Um, and then also opinions. Uh, so, so not necessarily just politics, um, but opinion sharing. Sharing opinions is very important to me. It's very important in realizing that life doesn't revolve around one person. doesn't revolve around you or me. And that political decisions impact everyone in different ways. People are raised in different environments, different cultures. People have different races, different sexual orientations. One reason politics is very important to me as a gay man, recent politics have had some major impacts on the quality of my life, as well as many other people in the LGBT community. But that's not the only reason why I'm so interested and I like to be involved. Because politics doesn't just affect LGBT and minorities. It affects everyone. And that's why it's so important for me to share my views with others and to hear people's views. I like to see how people's brains tick. And I also like to tell them how much their lives can be impacted by who they vote for what their political views are, and to get involved. The best way to get involved, as I just said, was to vote. Uh, voting is probably our number one right that we have as Americans, other than freedom of speech and freedom of religion. If you live in Kentucky, you can go vote right now. Early voting is up and going. You can go online and look at where you can go vote at. So now that I've introduced myself, my intentions with this podcast, I'd like to just go ahead and jump right in into a pretty big political issue, especially here in Kentucky. That's a very touchy issue, definitely an issue that everybody has an opinion about. Typically, people are either on one side of the fence or the other. The political issue we're going to talk about today is abortion. Big one, told you. <laughs> so I live in Kentucky, as I said. It's a very Christian, conservative state. The vast majority of Kentuckians are not pro-choice at all. But I'm not going to talk about the personal opinion of abortion today. I understand that religion has deemed abortion immoral. And I don't want to argue that. The topic I would like to talk about today is whether or not it's constitutional 
for government to force women to carry out a pregnancy that they do not want or that they maybe didn't even ask for. So my opinion is that no, it's it's not constitutional. It's, it's restricting women of their rights to control their own bodies. And it's not allowing them that freedom, which ultimately is a burden on their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, which is something that we are all guaranteed by the Constitution. So the United States of America is widely known to be the country of the free. Conservatives preach less government involvement, mostly on issues that have negative impacts on them. They don't want their life impacted in a negative way by the government. But when it comes to issues like abortion, equality, LGBT rights, typically conservatives like to see government involvement on those issues because somehow they feel that it benefits them in some way. My question to conservatives that agree with government regulating abortion, how far are you going to let government go? If we allow government to regulate women's bodies, what's going to stop them from attempting to regulate vaccines to force all Americans to take a COVID-19 vaccine once they create one? Or what about microchips? It's something you hear a lot about. Being pro-choice is not about being pro-abortion. No one is pro-abortion. It's about not allowing government to control our bodies. You know, you always hear this saying, you give someone an inch and they're going to take a mile. If we allow government this one step to control women's bodies, where will it end? So here's a couple personal opinions of mine on abortion. Although personal opinions, I believe, should not impact government rulings of abortions or any other thing, um, I think it's important to share personal opinions as well so you know how other people view topics. One of my strongest personal opinions about abortion is that if it's not your body, it's not your business. Your personal opinion about someone else's body or creation of their body is not impactful on anyone. Therefore, it should not be regulated by anyone for any reason. So using the argument of religion, it's not fair, right? So America is country of the free. We have the freedom to religion to all religion, and we also have the freedom from religion and from all religion. Arguing against abortion by means of religion is not fair to all of the other Americans that do not share the same religious beliefs as you. Although religion has a major impact on people's morals and beliefs, Religion cannot be used to regulate someone's life. So that leads me to a question. Without using religion, what arguments can be made against abortion or in favor 
of regulating abortion. A couple days ago, in the recent Supreme Court justice hearings, Lindsey Graham spoke of regulation his state has adopted. A 20-week bill. So basically, the argument is that at 20 weeks, a baby can feel pain in the womb. Therefore, if an abortion is carried out, doctors must use anesthesia so that the baby cannot feel pain. They say that since the baby can feel pain at 20 weeks, it is viewed as immoral to deliberately end the life of that baby. I personally don't, don't know exactly how I feel about that specific bill. Um, I think that at a certain point or under certain situations that it could potentially be justified to regulate a woman's body. I also still see that as a restriction of freedom and not allowing someone life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. We all have laws, right? Laws are put in place for specific reasons, and, and that's why we have an entire government system that determines whether or not these laws should be put in place and then whether or not they're constitutional. So on the same topic of regulating ab abortion at a specific point during the pregnancy, Pete Buttigieg was asked, and he answered that he trusts women to draw the line, which is pretty powerful, if you ask me. So basically he's showing his support for allowing women to control their own bodies instead of supporting government to force women into doing what government wants women to do with their bodies. Uh, also in the recent Supreme Court justice hearings, Amy Coney Barrett has claimed that abortion is not super precedent. Although it has been decided in Roe v. Wade that abortion is legal. So if abortion is overturned, I want to talk about the repercussions. First of all, abortions aren't going to stop happening. They're still going to happen on a wide scale all the time. They're just going to be really dangerous. There's going to be coat hanger abortions, abortions behind closed doors. Once these children are forced into the world, they're going to be forced into a life of poverty. They're not going to have any parents, nobody to raise them. They're going to be stuck into this system, foster care, bouncing back and forth between houses of people that they don't even know. They're going to be thrown into this cycle of being at the bottom all their life. Now don't get me wrong, where you come from doesn't always define who you are or what your future will look like. There's been plenty of people that have become very successful in life that started at the bottom. But statistics do show that it's very difficult to break that cycle. Another repercussion. Who's going to pay for all these children? Their medical costs. Their food. Housing. Care. Are pro-life supporters okay with their taxes increasing if women are forced to carry their pregnancies to term? 
A lot of abortions are necessary because the mother doesn't have the capability to financially support the child. A lot of the time, conservatives have a very big problem with citizens being on government programs that are financially aiding, like welfare, food stamps. They don't like any programs like this because they view it as their taxes are going to them when they could be keeping more money to themselves. If you're having thousands upon thousands of children that are being forced into the world that are going to have to be paid for, are you okay with the government raising your taxes to make sure that these children get a good quality of life? Because that's the whole point in the, in the first place, right? Right to life. And I also want to hear your opinions about whether or not your opinion changes in a situation of a condom breaking, birth control not working, or rape. When a woman cannot practice personal responsibility and becomes pregnant against her own free will. Do any of these situations justify a woman receiving an abortion? I want to refer to my original topic of discussion. Is it constitutional to force women to carry their pregnancies to term? I would love to hear all your responses. You can find me on Facebook at Braden Turner. You can check out the Opinions Take Flight Facebook page. I'm looking forward to hearing all your responses and future discussions. I want to thank you for listening and let your opinions take flight.